Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Hey, this is Trevor from Halifax calling in to say that I support Creative Control on Patreon because I think long-form arts journalism is a crucial part of music culture and there's simply not enough of it out there today. Vish is a master interviewer, he lands great guests, and he has his finger on the pulse of the ever-changing music landscape both here in Canada and abroad. For all of these reasons and many more, I think you should support Creative Control on Patreon too. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol today. I'm Visha's wife, and I will love him no matter what you do. And now he has me on the record saying that. The obvious answer is they just can't stand us. I can hardly stand to be stood up here at all. Kiwi Jr. is an excellent rock and roll band full of people from Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, who are all currently based in Toronto, Ontario. Comprised of lyricist, singer, and guitarist Jeremy Gadette, drummer Brohan Moore, bassist and word doctor Mike Walker, and guitarist Brian Murphy, Kiwi Jr. released their excellent second album on January 22nd, 2021, via Sub Pop Records around the world and here in Canada via their own imprint, Kiwi Club. The record is called Cooler Returns, and at some point in the weeks following its release, all the boys and I connected for a spirited conversation about its songs, the actor Michael Caine, drumming, horse racing, Brian's amazing Instagram account, The Brib, 
which collects fascinating Prince Edward Island news headlines, talking about Toronto, different kinds of guitars and one kind of piano, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network, with the support of listeners like you, who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control with additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, and friendly staff who will happily help you source special orders for hard-to-find titles, which you can learn more about at blackbird.ca, and Massey Hall's concert film series, live at masseyhall.com, where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free, including performances by past podcast guests like Andy Schaff. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 612th episode of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Jeremy, Brohan, Mike, and Brian of Kiwi Jr. with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hello, Kiwi Jr. Are you there? Hello. Hey, Hello. We are hey. <laughs> nice to hear from all of you at once, it's like talking to the monkeys or something. That was great. Uh, I want to begin by asking each of you to speak individually. I know we've done this before, uh, but uh, for the people listening who may not be familiar, uh, Jeremy, are you there? Can you hear me right now? Loud and clear. I'm Jeremy. Uh, I'm the only one uh, not wearing a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> You got your Sunday Dressed up for the occasion, I love it. It's Friday night. Did you just do 18 holes of golf? What what are you wearing exactly? It's like an Argyle sweater. Cardigan. It's got some little spits of suede on it. Spits of suede? Little bits of suede. (laughs) You're just spitting suede at your own sweater. Okay, That's, uh, that's nice. It's a nice one. It's nice to see you, Jeremy. How are you doing? I'm okay. Nice to see you, too. Where in the world are you at the moment? Uh, in Toronto, in my bedroom, West Toronto, downtown. West of downtown, Tor- what? <laughs> West <laughs> Toronto <laughs> slash downtown. <laughs> okay, nice to see you. How are things going in Toronto as we're speaking? Here in Edmonton, it's very mild. Uh, the weather has heated up considerably, and uh, yet the mood remains cold and distant. How about uh, Toronto? Well... I just walked to the grocery store and it was pretty cold, temperature and mood-wise. I don't know. I don't get out of the house that much these days, uh, so maybe I'm not the best one to judge either the weather or the uh, vibe in the city, but it seems like things are maybe on the upswing. Do you you have to work from home or do you have to go somewhere? No, I work from home nine to five every day. Hmm. Nice. That's that's not bad, isn't it? I would say. I don't know how you feel, but do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes I miss, like, being downtown and spending $15 on lunch and just, like, having access to, <laughs> access to uh, I don't know, whatever downtown core has to offer. I miss, the, I miss the uh, financial oppression and mm-hmm. the lack of choice for what I really want. <laughs> yeah. That's what I miss. Miss the garlic bread at Scatabush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There, that's what we missed. Well, it's nice to see you, Jer. I'm just going to move uh, around the table here. Uh, who's next here? Brian, are you there? Hey, I'm here, yeah. Nice to see you. You're looking well, my friend. For those who are listening, Brian has a nice full hoodie and a nice full mustache, if I might say. Thanks. Yeah, you're looking pretty uh, pretty good yourself. You got a nice full beard. 
Yeah, thanks for saying I look good. I don't know that anyone else agrees. Anyone in my vicinity, family, salt. coworkers, nobody likes this. You got the salt and pepper going. It's great. Yeah, there's not a lot I can do about that. People often compliment me like that's something in my control. It's just happening to my head by itself, <laughs> the salt and the pepper. My my head has been spiced by nature. Yeah. That would be an excellent hair care well product. Well seasoned. Don't you think? Spiced by nature? Salt and exactly. pepper hair dye. Spiced by nature. That's what I would call it. Anyway, enough about me and my my prospective product lines. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing well, I guess. Just basically waiting it out, you know. Not much to, to report. We just were in day 110 or something of lockdown. So Right, right. And you uh, are, are ostensibly a full-time musician, yes? Ostensibly, yes. You don't have like a, an office job or something you have to go to is what I'm getting at. So you've been... And I'm, you don't have to get into it if you do stuff on the side. If, if there's a legal activity that helps pay the bills, we don't have to talk about that on the podcast. That's for sure. That this would be yeah. admissible in a court of law, as far as I know. My point uh-huh. here is, my point here is this: you are used to being on the road, and I assume we'll get to this with all of you as best we can. But like to put out a record, you know, and get some acclaim for it, and all those things, and then not be able to hit the road. How foreign an experience is this for you? It must be like, is this hell? By the way. Uh. It's definitely a drag to not get to play these to, to play shows uh, and play this record for people. I definitely don't miss certain parts of the road. You know, I don't miss cramming amps into the back of a van and sleeping on couches and stuff. But yeah, for sure, definitely bummed that we can't play play shows and play these songs for people. Yeah, well, we all know for those of us who can see you right now, just the look of you—you're a born performer. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say that and let that hang there. You're a born performer, right? Like wow. this is you miss the stage. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, it's all I know at this point. I mean, I don't even know anything else. Everyone else is laughing, and now I can't stop laughing at my own dumb joke. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel self conscious, but you are. You're, if, if anything, you're a born performer. That's what we'll say from now on. Brian, We're here for the compliments. Keep them coming. We're here for the compliments. That'll be. My, yeah. I, I'm entertained for sure. That's great. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, uh, no, it's, it's, it's gotta be hard. But anyway, uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you made time for me and my insults. Thank you, Brian. Uh, we'll move on to, uh, Mike. Are you there? Yeah. Hey, Vish. Nice How to, are you doing? I'm, I'm well. Thanks for asking. No one else really has. Uh, you are clearly Mr. Polite and I, uh, relate to that. I try to be polite. I'm one of these pretend polite people. I like, I like to, you're yes, fake nice. I'm not, we, we got that sense. I'm yeah. not exactly fake nice. I resent that a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm pretend polite. I, I open the door, you know, and I, oh, I make a big show. Oh, look at me, born performer. I'm opening the door for you. Don't you think I'm a good guy? Like I do all, oh, thank you. You, you please. uh, you dwell in your own chivalry. That's right. I, d- I dwell in my own chivalry. That's what it's going to say on my tombstone. Dwelt in his own chivalry. That would be a good <laughs> etching. We're going to get someone. That's going to be a lot of letters. Anyway, back to you, Mike. Uh, how are things going? Things are all right. As good as they can be. Now, I forgot to ask Brian where he was. I assume he's in Toronto. Um, and uh, Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Where are you, Mike? I'm also in Toronto towards High Park. You were here once before when you came to, uh, to interview us in my apartment. Yes, it was a nice one. I remember that apartment. You guys were playing uh, Elvis Costello music. Uh, I thought a little too loud. Uh, for my ears, Elvis at a certain level of volume is too much, don't you find? With the, the sort of accent and the glasses, I, I too much, 
through the hi-fi? Did you find it? Do you ever... Do you relate to what I'm saying about Elvis Costello at all? No, I don't know. I think we enjoy cranking it up, you know? Yeah, pump it up. Do you pump it up? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was trying to avoid. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, your house is nice. How's your day-to-day going? Are you you having to go out into the world? Are you like Jeremy, like a hermit? Something of a hermit as well, but not in the same way of working a nine-to-five. So I had been working before all of this came to a sudden halt. Um, I went back and did a little bit of school, which was pretty fun. It was like a design program. And then otherwise, similar to Brian, just waiting this out. So you did remote school? Yeah. That's a good part of this, right? We have time to upgrade our skills, learn new ones. Anything else besides your design school? Have you picked up uh, any other skills? None, none that I'm aware of. We'll, we'll see if any uh, come out over the course of the conversation. Okay. Jeremy, has Mike picked up any skills from your perspective? Have you noticed anything different about him? A little more polite. Well, I I don't know. I uh, I haven't seen Mike a lot. We haven't seen. We haven't uh, been spending time together because we're on lockdown. What a drag! This is becoming very sad. The sad saga of Kiwi Junior being separated. Is this the most time you've spent together in recent uh, days, weeks? It's all virtual. Yeah, we did a. We had another video podcast. We did a couple days ago. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Um, you did another podcast? You're supposed to be. <laughs> This is supposed to be like Kiwi Jr. and Creative Control. Like, it's it's a match made in heaven. Isn't that what the critics said? I'm just guessing. Hey, man. <laughs> we got to put food on the table by collecting these podcast checks. We got to do this what This is we like can. when Norm MacDonald would do Leno. I was outraged. You're a Letterman Conan person. Why are you on Leno, Norm? I would say to myself. Anyway, no, it's fine. I understand. You got to pay the bills. Well, anyway, Mike, it's uh, good to see you. And we move on to not uh, Beth... But Broen, Broen, are you there? I, I'm here. You're not Beth, right? It says here Beth. Yeah, I had a little malfunction. Had to uh, switch out the computers. I am now Beth. How's that feel? How's it? You have been Broen for most of your life, and now you're suddenly you're Beth. How's that feel? Uh, it feels good. It feels real good. <laughs> a slightly better computer, better outlook on life. Is that what you're saying? Everything's looking up, yeah, honestly. Yeah, that's good. So uh, how have you been uh, generally? How are things in... Are you in Toronto, I assume? Also Toronto, yeah. Yeah, so everybody's got the same sort of vibe. Lockdown, mostly. Are you working? Do you have to go out into the world to do your work? No, I'm working from home, yeah. I do like... Yeah, I got like a nine-to-five thing doing that from my... Also my bedroom. Nice. Now, is it your bedroom or Beth's bedroom? I feel like Beth wears the pants in the family. Yeah. You wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> Is this cutting too close to the bone? I see some nodding heads. I don't mean to uh, insinuate anything. By the way, just so people who are listening understand, who is Beth? Beth is my partner that okay. I live with. Nice. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, I, she seems very nice, has a nice technical setup. I appreciate that about Beth. I've never met her. Have I met Beth? <laughs> um, I don't know, huh. but she loaned me this computer, so grateful. That's good. It's nice to see you. Now, Brian, you play, what do you play in Kiwi Junior? Play the drums. Play the drums. Is that still going okay? Well, I haven't actually touched a drum kit in over a year, probably. So, yeah, it's, yeah. You haven't touched it? So, that's not true. We just made the record. Made a record six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess I touched the drum kit when we recorded. They sound good. It sounds like you weren't rusty at all. Like you'd been practicing a lot. I'm, I'm basing this on the record Cooler Returns, by the way. 
Yeah, no, we were we were we were rehearsing and we and we did the record. I guess I haven't touched a drum kit since what, like July? Yeah, something like that. I have a a new house. I don't want to turn this into a, a thing about me, but that's often what happens. But we have a newer house now because I do you know? Did you know, bro? And I moved to Edmonton. I did know that about you. I listened to uh, your podcast. Oh, that's nice. I regret being mean to you earlier and all the Beth stuff. That was bad now that I, I've alienated one of my biggest fans. Uh, well, thank you for listening. That's very kind of you. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I don't know if you heard. I've talked about it a few times, but I have my drum set downstairs set up. First time in like 20 years. I lived in Guelph and I couldn't really... I had it set up every once in a while, but it was too small a space. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have space. And I wish I wish you had space. What are you, you're renting a smaller place. You can't have drums probably, right? Yeah, I no, have, no drums. I actually have Brown's uh, practice kit set up here in my uh, other room. Oh, Jesus. Been, ba- been banging away on it. I feel like we're really dumping on Brown on this episode, uh, you know, just making him feel bad about himself somehow. Why do you have his drum kit? Is that where you guys practice? Uh, well, we haven't practiced uh, since last summer, but I just set it up. It was in. We have a storage locker, so I just took it, took it out of there and set it up. Brown, you're more than welcome to come over anytime you want to practice. Thanks, buddy. Now, uh, can you play the drums, Brian? Like, can you actually do a decent job of keeping a beat? I yeah, I could keep time, uh, very limited. Yeah, okay. but I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's uh, like just how physical it is. You know, you you gotta make sure you're breathing and all that. It's fun. Yeah, unlike other instruments, breathing is key. With, with guitar, yeah. you just hold your breath for like forty five minutes. Yeah, exactly. You remember that from being exactly. on stage. You're a born performer. I I think of the drums. <laughs> As the full body workout. I love it. I'm sweaty. Yeah. I'm breathing. It's like cardiovascular. And you look cool. Yeah. You look a lot cooler than everyone else because you're flailing about like an octopus, you know? I, yeah. I like the drums. Broen, what do you think, buddy? Good, right? The drums? The drums are good, right, Broen? I mean, you sound like a better drummer than me the way you're describing it. Oh, well, I don't. What? Because the octopus thing? Have you ever seen an octopus play the drums? It's a mess. they got like eight sticks. It's insane. Anyway, no, I, I... Squidly Diddly used to play the drums. Who did? Squidly Diddly. <laughs> all right. He used to play the drums and the trumpet and the guitar all at the same time with his tentacles. Right. See? that's. I think then I used the right animal for the... I mean, I didn't do all of those things. You ever... Do you like with the one-man bands? You ever see, like... Who is that guy? The guy from uh, Chicago. What's his name? I forget his name, but he used to play everything at once. Does anyone know who I'm talking about? I saw him open for... The jazz guy? Uh, I don't think he was called the jazz guy. You're thinking of Al Jolson. I, I think... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who he was, but he was incredible. And uh, and then there's like... Other people have done the one-man band thing. And I don't know. I feel like you guys, some of you play guitars uh, and bass and write songs. Uh, are you writing your own stuff in this time? Uh, I'm going to go to Brian first. Have you been writing during this pandemic? Yeah, I've got like, you know, tons of uh, instrumental meandering demos on my computer for sure nothing of importance that no potentially parts for uh kiwi jr songs or just noodling about no yeah for sure potential parts riffs stuff like that okay so you're you're not i've talked to lots of musicians and artists who feel so despondent about this time that they don't feel like they can create anything so i don't know you're 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 trying to get you're chipping away at work uh, on music is what you're saying yeah exactly you know i i try and spend a f- at least an hour a day, you know, chipping away on the world or the guitar or something. Okay, cool. Mike, what about you? Are you writing? Uh, yeah, every so often. I've learned to write in uh, smaller quantities so that I bring Jeremy just a riff instead of an entire verse about Michael Caine or something and that, that he can just throw in the garbage. <laughs> Michael Caine? 
he did send me one time a full song about the actor Michael Caine, and uh, it, it was it wasn't in in a joking manner. It was a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a full proposition that we should do a Michael Caine tribute on the next Kiwi Junior record. Mike, is it just because his name is also Mike? That, Why do you like Michael Caine that, so much? That is it, actually. You nailed it. I'm ma- making my way through them. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> One song every three so, or four years. <laughs> what was your what was your Michael Caine song fundamentally about? Was it his relationship with Christopher Nolan? Because we were watching the preview for Tenant, my wife and I the other day. And we're like, what the hell? Michael Caine and then I watched all of his previews, like they had like all the Christopher Nolan trailers and like i was like what the fuck michael Caine's in every one of these movies how is this possible is that what your song was about in any way to an extent actually there was unfortunately i think a bat cave reference so oh <laughs> wow now yeah. what do you like about michael Caine? by the way just i'll put this out to everyone this is chaos in virtual conversation time but does anyone in the band do a michael Caine impression and if so who does the best michael Caine impression bro did you put your hand up yeah, he did. No, I was pointing, was pointing at Jeremy. Pointing. I'm sure, right? Yeah, I was Jeremy. You, at Jeremy. Uh, you do you do you do a Michael Caine impression? <laughs> there's no way I'm recording a Michael Caine impression that's going to go up on the internet. <laughs> what, what is it? Is it is it a piss poor Michael Caine impression? Is it just a hacky thing to do? What is your feeling here? Yeah, I don't want to. I mean. <laughs> It's not a great impression, but it's it's not really bad. But if I screw it up right now, then it's just going to live on the podcast. And I don't just want that. Pr- promise me this. As we loosen up, as the interview goes on, and we're all laughing, falling over each other uh, with our laughter and our joy, you'll just break it out like a party trick. All of a sudden, we're like, is Michael Caine here? What the hell happened? Can you do that? Sure. Okay. Now, now did anyone object? Broan, when you, when you heard tell... A Michael Caine song might be entering the picture. Were you like, hey, guys, I have a lot of issues with Michael Caine. I don't think this is a good idea. Was that you? No, no. I I, I, uh, I know Mike has a love uh, for uh, Fernette, and uh, so I wasn't, uh, wasn't all that surprised. I'm pulling up the lyrics of the song, by the way, Mike. I'm going to embarrass you. Now is this un- this is this has not been recorded. It's just a it's a concept for a song at this point. <laughs> this one actually stretches right? way back. I'm not sure why I ended up bringing it up. This is from things. 2014. Yeah, the email. So it's from I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but I just want to highlight one line in particular that strikes me as funny. Okay, and that is, let's hear it. If only I could age like Michael Caine. Shoot my days with Christopher. Then by night, I'd slip into my cave. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I got to say, this is really weird because my my children are bored out of their minds uh, most days. They do their school from home. My son told me that he and his young sister have written a new sitcom called The Other Alfred. And the other Alfred, the concept, and they filmed three episodes with my wife. The concept of the other Alfred is Alfred Pennyworth and Batman, Bruce Wayne, have gone on vacation and they've left the care of the Batcave to Alfred's twin brother, the irascible, you know, slob. And his name is also Alfred. He's the other Alfred. I might get a little confused. 
<laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of Alfred Pennyworth in my life. And then you guys, this happened yesterday. They shot episode three, and my son comes to me for notes. He shows me the phone, and the second time, I'm like, it needs a story. There's no story here. It's just you two babbling. They're nine and six, you know. I'm trying to be encouraging. I'm like, it was good. But he'll ask me for all the notes, and I say, it needs a bit of a story. So they made a vast leap uh, in improvement, improving the, the series yesterday. And then you guys bring up Michael Caine today and Christopher Nolan. That's weird. Don't you think that's odd? You know who to come for for the theme song, I guess, right? Well, yes. Obviously, we have it. It's done, <laughs> which is also strange. I, anyway, that's cool. That is very interesting. So, so, Mike, again, I'm confused. I ask if you're doing any writing. We go back to 2014. Oh, Are well, you doing any writing? You know, when you back in 2014, <laughs> when I was bringing full songs with lyrics, uh, oh. they were you know getting canned. So I learned to just uh, bring uh, short riffs and that kind of thing. I so I, th- those are the kinds that I work on. Yeah. The last time I think we spoke, it came it came up that uh, you know Jeremy's the the primary lyricist, but you because you have like a writing background or an editing background, you will help refine, fine tune the songs, make them more about Michael Caine. Is that right? Uh, yeah, as much again about uh, Michael Caine as possible. I don't know if I could take any more credit than any of the other guys in terms of helping Jeremy shape stuff. Like he'll come to us sometimes with a line or two that he says, like, should I go with A or B or what kind of direction? But for the most part, like Jeremy does just like own the lyrics from the writing okay. and then execution perspective. Yeah. And sometimes we throw in some input and those tend to be some pretty fun conversations as well. We have a lot of fun when, when that comes about. I appreciate your modesty and not taking credit, more credit than anyone else, but could you possibly take more credit than say Broen? <laughs> this is some serious. I'd love uh, to. I'd love to. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just a little bit more. A little bit more. Okay. I, I feel like I'm getting a little too overly familiar and I apologize if I'm creating rifts and problems in the Kiwi Junior universe. But uh, you know I love you guys, right? I hope everyone's clear. I love the band and I'm just having some fun. Jeremy, have you been writing? First of all, Jeremy, do you forgive me for my behavior thus far? And secondly, have you been doing any writing? Uh, what am I forgiving you for? Just Try, being, trying just to break being, up the band? Being, I'm just being a little hyper. I'm a, no, am I trying to break up the band? I don't think I'm trying to break up the band at all. <laughs> Pitting us against one another? I'm not doing that. I feel like this this was all you're doing, and I'm just participating. Anyway, have you been writing at all? Not really. I sort of just used up a lot of ideas on the last record. Um, and now I have like a new folder, a new notes folder on my phone, where if I come up with lyrics, I'll put them in there. But I'm not really pursuing any big leads or anything when it comes to coming up with new Kiwi Junior songs. When I was reading the lyrics to Cooler Returns and thinking about the last record, which is called Football Money, I believe. Did I get that right? Can somebody ding me? Did I get it correct? Thank you. Getting a thumbs up from Broen. Broen's participating. I don't know why everyone's so down on the guy. He's engaged. (laughs) My point here is that I was reading the lyrics, and I think of you as a very observational, behavioral, observational songwriter, Jeremy. I feel like you, you, you make your way around Toronto, and you look around, and you see things, and you see people, and then you write stuff down in very small print on the vinyl. I'm so old. I was like, I can't read the stupid print. No offense. Yeah, and man, I, <laughs> I I agree. By the way, that's kind of screwed up uh, by the printer or something. It came out differently than the PDF, but I can't imagine the CD. Is the CD going to be? Is it similar? Do you have to like have a magnifying glass to read the the entire I don't lyrics? Think the lyrics. Well, let's just take a look. I have oh a God, CD you have right the here. CD? Oh wow, 
I don't think the lyrics are in the CD. No, they're not. Oh, okay. They're on too our s- website, though. Too small. They're great. The lyrics are great. My point is, uh, again, is am I right there? Are you kind of, without being able to be immersed among the humans and their doings and their conventions, do you feel a little at a loss about what to write about? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that in the sense that a lot of the lyrics on this album uh, were written while I was downtown spending $15 on my lunch break, uh, seeing what people were up to, taking notes in my phone and stuff. But yeah, I'm sort of still in the period where the record's out and I don't have an immediate drive to go create another one. I need yeah. like maybe one more month and then, <laughs> and then we'll start. <laughs> I, I forget. Are you uh, someone that needs the band to be together to write? Like, do you need music to drive you into uh, phrasing, lyric writing? And, and singing, I guess? No, I I wrote some of the songs on the last record, like the chord structures and melodies, before bringing them to the band. Um, and some of them after the fact, uh, some of the words after the... Blah. Why can't I speak like a normal human? Well, um, we're, on a, we're on a Zoom call. A Broan is now Beth. Everything's <laughs> fucked up, man. Like, just just yeah. take it easy on yourself. Have you seen Brian lately? He, he just... No. Look at him. He's <laughs> glaring at us with this... Kind of looks like, I don't know, now he's got a hoodie on. He looks like the Unabomber, for Christ's sake. It's scary. It's scary <laughs> times out there. Well, what I was trying to say was, um, sometimes I have full ideas, um, bring them to the band, and sometimes we'll just be jamming out something instrumental and then write the lyrics afterwards. So it works both ways. Yeah, I, I, I want to, I'll come back to you about this for more specific responses, but I want to ask a few lyric questions. And I am going to go to Brian because he's been quiet a little bit in the last little while. Uh, Brian, have you, scoured over the lyrics at all i've picked up on a couple of recurring themes tennis and funerals have you noticed those things yeah i noticed uh a couple of themes throughout a few songs like that and fires there's a couple songs that mention like buildings on fire and tennis for sure yeah i i, I feel like i made a uh note of that we had to do some sort of project for something oh yeah for the uh the dimitri's thing but um, yeah, for sure, I noticed. Demi- what is Dimitri's thing? That's a top secret project yeah. we're working on that Brian wasn't supposed to bring up. <laughs> Codename Dimitri. Okay, got it. I didn't. I thought it was. I supposed to know about Dimitri's thing and his his thing is penis. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I didn't understand. Anyway, sorry. Okay, so you you made a note of what exactly in terms of the songs, the funerals and the tennis, or more stuff? Just the uh, through themes and that in certain songs, like yeah. A few songs mentioned tennis. A few songs mentioned buildings on fire. A few songs mentioned horses. There's a couple others I just can't remember right now. I can clear this up, by the way. The Dimitri code name Dimitri project is we're just getting someone to do some art for us. So we were trying to think of like reoccurring images and things like oh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, in the lyrics, so that would be uh, I don't know, good on a poster or something. It's not like Dimitri Martin or something is writing a comedy <laughs> album based on your album or something. Cooler returns the stand-up set. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go around. I want to go around a, a little bit. I've fed some information out there, but Broan, have you picked up on any other lyrical things that struck you? Uh, do you pay attention to the lyrics as the drummer? Cause as the drummer, I'm, I'm back there listening into the monitor for the lyrics. Cause sometimes those are the vocal cues are important. So do you spend time, listening to the, the words that Jeremy is, is saying? No, not usually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just blathering on. You're not, you're not paying attention to a single thing? I, I purposely block most of it out, yeah. 
<laughs> also, when we were working up the songs, you had a click in your ear that was like a thousand dB. So I'm surprised you, you wouldn't be able to hear anything. Yeah, the only thing I could really hear was the click. Uh, yeah, so I actually purposely blocked everyone out. I, I, I try not to listen to anyone when we're playing. For those who don't know, and I, every once in a while, I've been in I've been in studios quite a bit actually, and had to play drums. And someone will say, after a few takes, "You want to click?" I say, "Nope, I'll figure it out." And we, uh, you know, we try to figure it out. What What is a click track for a drummer like you? What is that? What does that mean? What's happening in your ears exactly? Uh, it's just a metronome that you have in your ear. You listen to the metronome while you play. So it's just a clicking. They call it the click. It's just a usually just a click. Like clicks like a metronome. Literally sounds like a kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michael Winslow from Police Academy over here. What's going on? You hear that? <laughs> that was pretty impressive. You got it. Yeah. So does the speed? Uh, the does someone uh, adjust the metronome to the tempo of the song, and you play along to that instead of like your colleagues and their instruments? Is that how that works, or is it always the same? No, no. We um we work out the BPM usually before. Yeah. Uh, before we go into the studio, so we we were rehearsing with a click to get the right tempo for the the song that we want, uh, just to make sure the song is the right tempo. So you've all, you've done this before? Yeah, yeah, we did we did on the first record and this record. You know, there's a Levon Helm. Do you know the drummer Levon Helm? Yeah, from you the familiar? band. That's right. He was in the band, and he had a an amazing uh, VHS uh, drum lessons video, and he's just talking about stuff he does. And he at one point he says. You know, a lot of guys tell you to use a metronome, and a guy tried to tell me to do that, and I just said, man, that ain't my cup of meat. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that is a good thing. Like, well, if someone said, if someone said, if Broen, let me ask Mike, Mike, if Broen came up to you one day and he's like, you know, these bass parts, they're just, they're not my cup of meat. How would you take that? What would you do with that information? Well, I know Broen's a vegetarian, so that would be a surprising comment in the first place. That ain't my from, cup from of him, beyond but, meat, is that yeah. what he would say? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I find the metronome uh, interesting. Is it alienating at all, Broan, to have this like click track to play to instead of you know instruments? And do you no, hear? Do no. you hear? Do you hear the instruments at all? I know Brian was saying like all you heard was the click. Is that right? Pretty much, yeah. No, I I, I like playing to the click uh, better than playing with people. It's much more reliable. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you you were the are you the wow. Kanye are you the Kanye West fan from the last time we spoke? You're big into Kanye, is that right? Uh, yeah, I like Kanye. Yeah, he's good. Because at the time, and I did revisit I, that I, interview recently. You you made a big deal about you know politics doesn't matter to me. I'm just about the vibes <laughs> and the feelings. And I was like, really? Because at that point, even he was kind of being a motherfucker. And I had seen him a billion times. I had all his records. And you were like, yeah, I don't care about what he says or does. How you feeling now, Broen? Because uh, they feel like he's uh, really gone downhill since the last time we spoke, and he was already down at the bottom, pretty much. Well, uh, that was never really what I said, to be honest. Uh, no, I, I think what I said, and what is still true today, is that I don't really know Kanye before Jesus. Oh, I don't that's really right. Know, and I don't really know him after Pablo. So I kind of checked out. A, I was really into Kanye for like two records. So I don't really follow him now. I know I like I, I hear stuff obviously, but I'm not like uh, okay into whatever he's doing now, or I don't even know what he's doing now. But I was really into Kanye. He's for packing those, up those his house, Bron. He's packing up his house and moving out. He got divorced, and it's oh yeah, I did know that. It's yeah, kind of sad, yeah. frankly. But I bring him up because uh, you and so I assume if you like Kanye, you like other synthesized drumming. You like uh, 
you like hip hop? You like other kind of you know synthesized beats? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just when it sounds cool, I, I like it. I there's no real. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I appreciate this. I was just trying to get to the bottom of a couple things. I got to the bottom of nothing. Uh, so that's on me, uh, Mike. Mike, I'm going to go to you. Did we talk about the lyrics? Did you pick up on anything? Did you have to help with any of the lyrical themes on Cooler Returns? Uh, there was a fun line in the song Cooler Returns where we ended up landing on something to do with horse racing, which was pretty fun. Like something to post. I can't remember the specific line, but yeah, that had been talked about quite a bit. And there were also conversations about what kind of t-shirt the person would be wearing and waiting in line and really like subtle things that would get argued for an incredible amount of time. You'd be surprised. Uh, same goes for actually landing on the BPMs and stuff. We would talk about like tempos for forever and ever and we would just go back and forth from one BPM just to try to nail it. So yeah, sort of similar oh. getting into the granular details of sorting out one specific description of a line. Who Who is interested in horse racing per se? Why did horse racing get invoked? I think we, we're all pretty interested, but Brian is uh, grew up going to the track, I think, quite a bit. And so he was, uh, yeah, really into horse racing. And then uh, we, uh, we've we all been out here as well, uh, in just outside of Toronto, to, to watch them as well. So, yeah, we all kind of enjoy it. What's the thing? In Toronto, it's the Woodbine. Is that the one? Is that what yeah. it's called? Woodbine is Thorbred, but Standard Bread is out in Mohawk. Oh, here we go. You're going to get with the breads <laughs> with me? I don't know these breads. What? There's two breads? Yeah, there's two breads. Okay. Thorough so, and standard. Thoroughbred and standard bread? Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? Uh, standard breads are, have faster twitch muscles, can run overall faster distances. Yeah, because uh, that's why you, when someone is they, they, strong, you say they're a thoroughbred or something? Like, that's why we... Yeah. Right. The, the twitch muscles, really? Yeah, they have faster twitch muscles, so they're they're technically faster horses. A lot of people think that when the jockey's on top of the horse, that that's the fastest style, but it's actually the uh, standard bread when they're in the uh, sulky in the back. Oh, why do you know so much about horse racing? What what got you into horse racing? Uh, my dad was a big horse guy. He always had horses, race horses, and I used to go to the track a couple times a week. Oh, wow. This is in PEI. Yeah. Yeah, I was okay. a track rat. Well, that is remarkable. I didn't realize that. You know, Brian, I, I will say, and I don't know. Do you want me to talk about your Instagram at all? Can we do that? Can we give it a little plug, or do you want? Do you not want to be inundated with my listeners following you on Instagram? I couldn't care less. Well, that is very rude. Uh, what is uh, what is your Instagram <laughs> handle? First of all, uh, it's the Brib. The Brib. It's a, it's yeah. a B R I B. You do. And I will say this as a fan. I'm a huge fan of your work on Instagram. There's no one better. Every day I go on Instagram that I, and I look, and if it comes up, you will post things about PEI, news articles, and they are the funniest fucking thing. The, if, if, I'm, if I see one of those, it's the funniest thing that's happened to me all day. So first of all, may I commend you? Or do you accept my praise? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. That 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 means a lot. You know, it's a lot of hard work that I put into it, um, <laughs> hours a day, every day. So it, it means a lot to what? get that uh, <laughs> recognition that I deserve. <laughs> so what do what do you do for people who don't know and are about to follow you? What do you do on there? <laughs> uh, I just take screen grabs of the some of the sort of silly headlines that get uh, published out there. You know, there's not a lot of uh, big news days out in Charlottetown. A lot of slow news days. A lot of absurd news days, if I might say. It's almost always absurd. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a nice uh, it's a nice break, you know, uh, to read about some dude growing beets rather than American politics. Yeah, I think. Hey, I do remember uh, some crime beat though a little bit. I remember something like police looking for stolen iPhone six. Yeah, yeah, and the golf carts that got uh, someone took a bunch of golf carts for a joyride, and the RCMP was was on the case. Anytime you get RCMP or city councilors involved in like a petty. <laughs> crime or argument is it's, be it's very funny it seems like a lot of effort and energy that goes into every aspect of it the fact that someone sat down and thought i guess this is my news article i have to write even that part is yeah. amusing it's the incident and then the follow-through well we got to cover this like it's amazing yeah. do 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 any of you miss you're all from pei we established this uh last time you were on the show I wonder, do you miss it? Jeremy, do you miss PI? And and by by following, I assume you follow the Brib. Do you get a little the flavor of home when you see that? And do you feel like, ah, kind of miss that place? Do you get that at all, Jerry? Well, it's a difficult question to answer because you got to separate the hard-hitting headlines that Brian's posting uh, <laughs> from, you know, missing your family and... Uh, the city itself, you know, you can't yeah. get a slice of pizza in Charlottetown after like 6 p.m. Don't miss stuff like that. Some kind of some Italian, things, yeah. some kind of Italian ordinance. You can't go it's anti-Italian discrimination. Past 6 p.m. That seems weird. <laughs> I would feel bad being Italian in PEI. I'll tell you that much. That's bad. So yeah, so you miss it, but do you? I mean, do you? Do you ever think you'll move back there, Jeremy? No, I mean, it, it would be a really nice place to retire to. I think like. A long time from now but i can't see myself going back there to, to you know to work a job or anything like that um i try to go back once or twice a year to visit family and it's really nice in the summer right yeah so i, I try to get back in the summer sometimes do some golfing barbecuing you've really really established yourself now as one of the biggest i was going to say champions but you really spend a lot of time writing about toronto uh, and I, I think we talked about this last time. I wondered if the first blast of Kiwi Jr. was like, oh, my God, I'm in Toronto and I'm going to write about everything. But I, as as the time goes on, I feel like there's still that mix of what is this place? A little bit of pride about the place, a little bit of mocking the place. And when, I, when you invoke something like North by Northeast in a song, I can't help but think, well, that's a bit of a. Those of us around don't really like that thing that much, but maybe you do. I'm sorry, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you make a little. It's very Toronto oriented. You're like a Toronto guy now. Do you do you feel that? Do you feel like you're you're a strong Toronto champion of some kind? Well, Brian is actually the official mayor of Dundas, the Dundas Strip. Whoa, what? <laughs> I don't even live in Toronto. Oh, where where are you living right now? <laughs> kind of out west, towards like Jane Street. Still Toronto. Oh, okay. But. You're not <laughs> cool. in the downtown part. We tease Brian that he lives in Etobicoke because he lives the furthest west of any of us. Yeah, I used to get that living in Guelph. Oh, you live way west. Of, you live in West Toronto. And I was like, what? No, that's not That's not true. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's... So, sorry. To answer, so, you diverted. You sent us to Brian. Are you... <laughs> you do not want to answer this question about your Toronto bona fides at this point? Yeah. Well, I've lived here now for almost eight years so I, I, I'm not like a Toronto, I don't cheer for the Leafs is what I'm trying to say. I don't either. Um, You're a Habs fan. Yeah, we all are. Is that a PEI thing to just be into the Montreal Canadiens? I think it's, yeah, a it's East an East Coast, East Coast thing. Coast thing. 
What? Why? Why is that? What is it? Why is there a legacy, a, a tradition of rooting for the Montreal team because of the closest? It probably to has to do with just it's close, and it probably has to do with their you know being a larger French-speaking population in the Maritimes, oh, right? Um, Acadian ancestry stuff like that. But yeah, I like to write about Toronto, but that's a it's a funny thing to again to to kind of separate you know Toronto from just my life, right? Like. For instance, if I go back to PEI to visit family and they ask, how's Toronto? They're really just, you know, asking, how are things, right? Yeah, sure. I'm not going to get into, like, the city council's decision to do whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just by writing about, I try to write about things I see, like you were saying, It's uh, I am trying to be a... I use the word observational. Yeah, what did you say? I said yeah. observational, yeah. Like you're a comedian. Yeah, a lot of that, uh, you ever notice, what is that? <laughs> What's the deal with Dundas Street? <laughs> Every yeah. every Kiwi Junior song, for those who haven't heard them, begins with "What's the deal with?" and then you get going, and we're like, "What? That's weird." No, you you do seem immersed in that. I touched upon some themes. Brian did, Mike did. Broan is ignoring you. He doesn't listen to anything you say in the in the band. Do you want to touch upon any of the things we talked about? Uh, I mentioned funerals, laying in state, uh, tennis mm-hmm. comes up. There's horses now. What's going on? Is this just a because you wrote in a batch of songs, were there common themes, or were you kind of getting at something thematically? Well, I can tell you that I spent a lot more time on the lyrics with this record compared to the last record. We had our studio session initially booked for like May or something to start making the record, and then when the pandemic hit, we pushed it a couple of months, and that gave me more time to just kind of go over every lyric from song to song, and I wanted to try to, you know, sew a little bit of a through line uh, between the songs lyrically. So there are, yeah, there definitely are different images that pop up over the record. You know, and like, this isn't a concept record or anything like that. It is just a collection of 13 songs. But sometimes it helps to just, you know, maybe I'll make another tennis reference in this song um, and kind of tie things together a little bit like that. Yeah, it's like the infinite jest of indie rock. In 2021. <laughs> That's basically what you've written here, I think, when I think about yeah. it. You know, I was, jo- I, was, I was joking, but yeah, there are a lot of words. When I was reading the, you know, I had my binoculars out and a magnifying glass to read the lyrics. And I was like, yeah, this is really well thought out, thoughtful stuff. And I like the, the way you, the phrasing is always really great. I like you. I think you're good. Can we be friends? <laughs> The old good cop, bad cop uh, routine coming back. And now you want to be friends, huh? Fuck that Bruin guy. I'm all in on Jeremy. I like Team Jeremy right now. No, I'm kidding. No, no, they're really, it's really, uh, it's dense still, though. I mean, you've still got that density of language that you're, you got a lot going on, don't you, wouldn't you say? Are you conscious of that, Jeremy? Yeah, big time, man. Yeah, sometimes there's too many words and I'm worried it's a bit ranty, you know? I don't want to be writing like, Oh, great. Here's Kiwi Jr.'s Thursday Night Rant again. Uh, <laughs> no, there's some very... But, I was reading the... Uh, you know what I was going to say? I was reading some of the lyrics out to my wife. Just as a slight segue, tell me what you make of this. Uh, the other day I was Googling uh, Vish Khanna and the Whalers because I once interviewed the Whalers, uh, the band, and as we're speaking, Bunny Whaler sadly just passed away. And I was like, where's that interview? I can't find it. And then at the bottom when you Google, it says all the related searches and the top one was Vishkana wife <laughs> what stalking shit is happening here but then I realized it's what's next like Vishkana feet 
<laughs> six, six foot two. I was wondering what it meant, but then my wife's like, "Well, you always talk about me on the show." In an app, I'm always like, "My wife and I were listening to your record. My wife and I were talking about your book." Plus, uh, she's in your intro too, right? She does the like, "Hi, I'm Visha's wife," and if you don't subscribe to this podcast, something. Yeah, she threatens wrong? everyone. That's right. That's you paraphrased it properly. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do have her doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, she does actually identify herself as. You're right. There's probably enough reasons for her to to be googled as part of me. But anyway, my point was, uh, you think that's why? That's probably why it's happening. Who is this woman? Why does she like this? You should guy? put out a statement. You should put out a big statement. Stop googling my wife. That's what this is. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Don't <laughs> email my wife. <laughs> my point is, I was reading the lyrics out to her, and we were laughing because I was reading the whole sequence about I take pictures of your pictures and friends of mine online. I'm paraphrasing. Friends of mine online like them. It's very funny. It's very clever and funny, but it's a lot of words and. Uh, I, I can tell you put a lot of thought into it. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, we had, um, I've told this before, but while we were making the record, I put all of the uh, lyric ideas, you know, some people will have like a little notebook where they put ideas or something. We had a binder, like one of those like five star binders. And there was like, it was pretty heavy by the end of it uh, with just uh, a million different lyric ideas and, and riff ideas and stuff like that. Um does writing come from conversations with the other guys in the band? Like are you guys talking about something and you think, ah, I'm going to, I got to capture this. This is ridiculous. I can think of one example where Mike said something to me and it was really funny. And we were like, yeah, we got to put that in a song. Uh, and I can say that it's a line from uh, cooler returns, the song where one time we were at a bar and Mike was asking me to get change for the jukebox and he said, hey, I don't want to task you out, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. I noticed that. That's a great expression. That is a totally amazing expression. I noticed that. And I'm like, who talks like this? Is this some... Because I can't Mike keep Walker. up... I, I can't keep up with all the social media vernacular and jargon. So, hey, man, I don't want to task you out. Mike, where did you come up with that? That's clever. That's good. I think it was from the bottom of a few pints. I don't think it came from anywhere else. <laughs> Everything just sort of happens to Mike. Nothing is conscious. It's just magic, magic <laughs> at the bottom. Yeah, magic no. Mike. Are you? Are this? I, did I describe you earlier as Mister Polite? Is this just your politeness coming through? Look, I don't want to bother anyone, but I need money for a jukebox because it's 1994, <laughs> and that's what we do. We play mu- jukebox music in a bar. Are you just being polite? Hey, they're your words. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> it's just a just a flattery <laughs> session here, except for Broan. Uh, thank you uh, for responding to that question. I want to ask Brian uh, a quick question about the sound of this record, uh, and then I'm going to let you all go. I feel like you've put up with me long enough, and this has been very antagonistic, and I, I don't know what's gotten into me. I just I feel overly friendly with you guys. It doesn't happen all the time. You listen to the show. Does this seem particularly pointed, Brian? You you listen to the show sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's a little rowdier than, than usual, maybe. Yeah. Friday night uh, ruckus. I feel like the last time we spoke was also a Friday night, and I was a little, a little amped up then too. I don't know what's going on yeah. with us and Friday. Yeah, and nights. then and then you, you were pumped up to go get uh, what's the pizza? You wouldn't stop talking about Fresca. Fresca pizza. That's right. You were you were very pumped about as soon as you left Mike's house, you were you were off to get some Fresca. Yeah. Have you, did you end up trying it after I upsold it? I don't think I've ever had it. Oh, anyway, I can't remember. Is it still around? I think so. Oh, you guys wouldn't know. I just assume everything's boarded up and shut down. 
uh, there. Broan, are you having an okay time? I know I've been very hard on you, but there's going to be negative comments in my podcast reviews for this episode. Are you okay, Broan? No, I love being included. It's great. <laughs> in whatever shape or form, you're just happy to be involved, okay? Just happy That's to good. be here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Brian, uh, Broan was talking about the click track and, and how that influenced his playing. Sonically, musically, uh, do you feel like there were any particular departures or innovations on Cooler Returns compared to Football Money? Yeah, probably the biggest takeaway for me was that before recording, we all talked about including more acoustic guitars and piano, organ, harmonica, and stuff like that. So there's definitely, in my ears anyway, slightly uh, more subdued guitars, like more acoustic and less uh, big, beefy electrics. There's a lot of songs where the bass is the most distorted instrument on the on the song. Um, inbred style, so like the, inbred style, maybe almost. Yeah, yeah, totally. And a lot of those, um, you hear a lot of those Flying Nun bands too, like the guitars are pretty clean, but still have that downstrokey kind of uh, feel to it. Yeah. So that that was a big one. And and the, I, for me, the record really kind of took a lot of life when we tracked all the piano with our guru friend. That's uh, Jay McCarroll. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, who would people? Uh, who would? Uh, who would the people know Jay from? What does he do? Uh, he's one half of the one of the best, funniest shows to ever come out of Toronto. Nirvana, the band, the show. Yeah, they've been uh, guests on on a version of this show, and uh, uh, I really enjoyed them. And he is a very so a very funny. I guess he played a musician on the show. It's not any secret that. Uh, yeah, he went to he went to like Berkeley or something. He's he's a total pro. And how do you know him? Just through Toronto music scene. Okay. You guys are big comedy fans, though, too, right? You like comedy. Yep. You, you love to laugh. We like to laugh, yeah. Broan, do you agree? Do you like to laugh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Appreciate the contribution, Broan. That's great. Uh, I thought I heard some... Uh, was there like some slide guitar and stuff happening on some songs? Or such an interesting guitar? You say that it was sort of minimal, but I heard some really cool guitar parts. Brian, do you have anything to do with that? I assume you did. Yeah, I played the slide stuff. I think it's on two of the songs. A little bit of George Harrison feeling to those songs, if I might say. I think of him when I, th- I hear stuff like that. Yeah, most people gravitate to George when they hear the slide. I know me and Jeremy were listening to a lot of Jackson Brown, so David Lindley definitely came up in conversation. Okay. We're... uh huge fans but yeah i guess it was just the made marions and i'm only here for a haircut the solo on made marions was originally jeremy playing like a sort of slightly more noisy solo we were gonna hmm. try and have the two going at the same time but didn't quite work out and eventually jeremy kind of did the harmonica solo on, on top of my slide solo well it's all you know we're getting into the the thick of it here and i do want people to check out this record but i appreciate the insight because it's lovely it's a great record and uh, I've been playing it a lot, and I enjoy it, you guys, very much. I'm sad I can't see you play sometime soon. Would you ever, Mike, would you ever come to Edmonton? Have you ever played Edmonton as Kiwi Junior? No, never as Kiwi Junior. I played soccer in Edmonton once. It was a, an okay time. Went to the West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> you you flew to Edmonton, I presume. Mm-hmm. Did you fly? Yep. yep. You flew all the way here with just you and a soccer ball on a plane. That and was... you got to the West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> And kicked around for an hour. And then we're like, got to go back. Why were you, why did you do this? Why did you come all the way here to play oh, soccer? Oh, it was years and years ago for uh, like some tournament, like a national championship tournament. In Jesus, are you like a good, you're a great soccer player? 
Hey, your words, not mine, man. <laughs> I, I can't get I'm, I'm leading all the questions. You're right. I, this is bad journalism. For anyone listening, this is terrible journalism. This whole time with Kiwi Jr., bad. Don't teach this in class. Well, teach, teach this in class as a learning, a learning moment. What not what, not to do. What, what not, not to, to do. do. Absolutely. You're really great at soccer, though, if I might say. Like, you must uh, I, like to, to I like to play. I played in university and stuff. So, yeah. Wow. I, I miss playing, actually, if we're like, on the topic, it's, as I'm sure everyone does. Right, because the last album was called Football Money, which was about soccer. And so I'm putting it all together now. I'm like Columbo, kind of, I guess. <laughs> Jeremy, do you like soccer? Football? Yeah, I like sports. Um, <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike said uh, he misses playing soccer, but somebody recently asked me a question about when Mike is going to go get all the soccer balls from on top of the LCBO and I was like, what are you talking about? And then later on, Mike told me that he keeps kicking soccer balls over the fence and onto the roof of the LCBO when he's playing or something. Yeah, it's a classic Sandlot scene. If someone has a ladder out there, a really tall one, meet me at the Dundas and Bloor LCBO. It'll just be Christmas when it comes to soccer balls retrieval. Are you doing this on purpose? <laughs> Absolutely not. So you're a terrible soccer player. I retract what I said earlier. You're not a good soccer player. You have no precision. I You're will not- say Brian came out once and uh, and he put one up there pretty quickly. So. <laughs> yes, but twenty minutes in, I ruined the day. And that but day I- we only had one ball. So yeah, oh, man. Well, I'm sorry uh, to end on such a down note uh, with the soccer balls on the roof, but uh, no, I appreciate this very much. I'm going to ask. Uh, no, Brown's not going to know. Who knows where to send people to learn more about Kiwi Junior other than Brown? Uh, Brown, do you know where would you if you had okay, Brown? A stranger comes up to you on the street. They see you in your Kiwi Junior regalia. They say, hey, you must know about Kiwi Junior. Where do I learn more about them on the internet? What would you say? I would say if it was somebody's like parent, I would say go to Facebook. If, if, if it was like a younger person, I would say you could go to the Twitter. And if, we're, if it was like a person that was of medium age, I would say you could check out the Instagram. I've never had an inter intergenerational answer to this question. People just pick a thing. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, that, no, that was helpful. Uh, and so, what we would have they, KiwiJunior.com might Kiwi, be the simplest solution. Kiwi, uh, <laughs> or you can go to the website, and all of them are right. there. KiwiJunior.com. I think everyone speaks internet website yeah. language, so that's that's probably the easiest thing. By the way, and you guys, I noticed on the back of your record, you have your own little imprint now. Uh, uh, is that right, Jeremy? Kiwi Club. Yeah, uh, the record came out on Sub Pop uh, internationally, but in Canada, uh, we put it out ourselves, Kiwi Club. I was going to say, congratulations. It must be quite a thrill to be on the same uh, record label as, you know, that had Soundgarden on it. That's pretty amazing. Uh, How does it feel to be on Sub Pop? It's been great. There's so many other good artists, so it's like, it's pretty cool to see our name next to some of our favorite bands, like, you know, Constantine's. Yeah. Wolf Parade, a lot of good bands. They love Canada. Eric Strip, Elevator, Chad Van Galen. They love Canadians. Was Jail on there? Jail was on there. Mets, uh, still on yeah. there. Uh, yeah. No, it's great. I'm very happy. I'm happy for you if, for what that's worth. I'm happy for you and your business dealings uh, and also uh, for the great music you're still making. Uh, okay. Well, uh, so people can find uh, Kiwi Jr. on the internet. I want to go out on a song from the record, if that's permissible. And uh, if so, well, we have to do this by consensus. I'm going to start with Mike, if that's okay. Mike, what would you pick if you had to pick one song for us to play right now? 
Norma Jean's jacket. It didn't sound, uh, didn't, I didn't sound I mean, like Mike. I, that sounded like someone else. <laughs> I wanted to try and predict what he was going to say. He would Sorry. be right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling Dodger, though. I think I would go with Dodger. I, I quite like that. Now, Norma Jean's jacket features a, a quote from uh, the Elton John song, uh, Candle in the Wind. It includes the, the line, goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, Norma Jean. And I thought that would be a nice note to end on. But you went with Dodger. Uh, why Dodger? Did, yeah. Dodger got some basketball stuff happening, I think. I, yeah. I like the absurdity of the lyrics. Oh, sorry, Jay. Go for it. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got to that affirmation. That was good. Uh, yeah, no, Jeremy does have a basketball reference. Am I correct? Yeah, you know, the Dodgers, uh, two baseball teams, too. Well, yeah, that's what I was confused about. It says, a, I feel like the line is, and again, I have nothing in front of me except your beautiful faces. But in my head, the line is something like a Brooklyn Dodger takes like a foul shot. Is that right? That's right. Six yeah. Foul shot. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. So I, I know. Have... You, okay, look. You guys think I'm such a fucking <laughs> asshole who hates you, and like I poured over your lyrics. I read them out to my wife. I like you guys. Get off my back. I listened to the record. You've done your your research. Okay. Just making sure we're all clear that I know what I'm doing. I know some of you think I'm such a jerk, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, you want to go with Dodger? Jeremy? Do you veto Mike's choice of Dodger? Or do you think that's a good way to go? We can play that one. Uh, Ooh, that felt half-hearted at best. What do you think, Brian? Is Dodger the way to go? Um, you know, it's got kind of a, a fade in, so I'm just curious whether it has that impact. That was of, my concern as well. I, I, I thought about voicing it, but <laughs> wow, it's slow. It's slow to get get in, involved. Whereas, so that if you wanted to add it as a, you've been listening to creative control this is kiwi jr you want you want a hard cut into a song right i don't need to get into the the production weeds with you about my show i can you can do whatever you want songs start slowly or they come out i'm not trying to tell you how to run your show well it seems like you kind of are maybe you should i clearly don't know what i'm doing uh you had a plan for norma jean shaggett let's do it because i like that one too so Let's do it. And Brian, and Brian was right as well. Like normally I would go Norma Jean. Maybe it was just out of spite that I changed my vote. <laughs> I might. I think we'll play both songs simultaneously and then people will have to... No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'm sorry. This was sort of a... Ba- Brian, do you want to weigh in on this debate? <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love to hear a Guilty Party, actually. Let's play Guilty Party. <laughs> All right. This is Guilty Party by Kiwi Jr. on uh, Creative Control. Thank you very much, Kiwi Jr., for being back on the show and uh, we will talk to you soon I hope in person and beyond uh, take care and talk soon thank thanks you for having us. thanks a lot for having us welcome the young detective in the rain his jacket his cries suede it's so sentimental it's been so
You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, a quick point of clarification, everyone. I know you, you heard what the band said there. They wanted to hear the song Norma Jean's Jacket, but then Broen picked Guilty Party, and then I suggested we were going to hear Guilty Party, but I... You did end up hearing Norma Jean's jacket because Broen, he just seems like the type of person where if he makes a suggestion, you should veto it. And so I made the executive decision post-production to veto Broen's suggestion, and we went with Norma Jean's jacket. So just so we're clear, even though I threw to Guilty Party, as selected by Broen, I vetoed him, as you should do. If you see him on the street, veto him. And then tell him that you want to hear Norma Jean's jacket, because that's what you heard uh, from the exciting... And wonderful new record, Cooler Returns by Kiwi Jr. Thanks again to everyone from Kiwi Jr. for returning to this show, this time for the 612th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode, you've heard about one and people are talking about it, uh, but you can't find it on any of the popular podcast platforms uh, or or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, all of those things, you can pretty much figure them all out by visiting my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook or follow the show on Twitter at vishcreative, or you can follow me directly on Twitter and on Instagram at vishkana. Please consider visiting patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain Creative Control. Uh, $6 or more a month grants you access to exclusive content. And if you're interested in receiving a Creative Control t-shirt, just message me on Patreon and I'll set you up while supplies last. Again, you don't have to stick to $6 a month. You could donate whatever you want. It could be higher. It could be lower. Whatever you can afford to or feel compelled to donate, uh, That that's just nice. So thank you. Patreon.com slash Creative Control. Thanks again to the fine Alberta record retailer Blackbird Music which you can learn more about and place special orders at by their website, blackbird.ca. Also, thanks to live at masseyhall.com, where you can watch beautifully captured concerts by great Canadian artists, hopefully someday, including Kiwi Jr., if all goes well. And also thanks to Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton for their in-kind support for this show. Also want to thank my friend Jim Guthrie for lending me some music. For the program, you can learn more about Jim and his work at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you very much for listening to this episode with Kiwi Jr. I hope you enjoyed it. I think we had a good time. I did. And I appreciate those gentlemen. They're really fun, and I love their band. And so, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode with them. Thank you for considering, uh, to, you know, you could subscribe to the podcast. You could 
You could tell your friends about Creative Control. Maybe that'll help spread the word about it. Whatever you can do. Or you're also just fine to do nothing. You've gone, you've listened this far to this one. Maybe that's it. That's it between you and me. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. I just appreciate you. Thank you. I will talk to you soon, I hope. Bye for now. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.